the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of the Most High God, our God is a God of recovery and restoration. He's a God who will bring recovery and restoration to any or all areas that need recovery and restoration in our lives. That includes things that we never thought could be, much less ever thought would be restored to you and me. Our God is not only able, but Scripture says that He's willing to do it for me and you. So get ready, get ready, get ready, saints, for the God of recovery and restoration to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of you and me. We'll be blessed when He does if we let Him do it for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Although the devil comes to steal from us what God has made available to us, he can never steal our right to it. He can never steal our right to it. I said he can never steal our right to it. That right is always ours. It is rightfully ours to have it. It is rightfully ours to have it. It's already in the wheel. That makes it the real deal. It's already sitting in the wheel. The wheel don't change. So that, that's why he's called a thief. He's called a thief. He's a thief. He's a thief. He'd be ripping off what it is that's rightfully ours. But God said, I got a recovery and restoration that's coming to you. In such a way where that which was stolen from you is going to be returned to you. Why? Because it was your stuff. Because even if he steals our stuff, it doesn't change the fact that the stuff he stole is still our stuff. Is anybody hearing me over here? Even if it's stolen from you, it's still your stuff. I remember I was talking about, me and my wife were talking not long ago, praise God, about a particular thing. And, and I remember I told about a cousin of mine, Chemo, praise God. That was his nickname. We used to call his name was Joseph, praise God. I remember, I remember when, Ke- when Chemo was a young man, praise God. He used to love to race cars, praise God. He used to race cars, race motorcycles. He used to just like to go fast, praise God. Hallelujah. Hey, get on with me, man. I'd be like, no, I ain't get on there. You crazy, praise God. And he was like, because he would be like rolling over cars and stuff like that. And he'd be like, and come out, scratched all up and laughing like, ah, that was fun. You know, and I'd be like, man, you, you crazy, you know. But I remember he had this sweet Corvette that he had just bought. Sweet Corvette that he had just bought. Bought it spanking brand new, you know, from all this money that he was winning doing races and stuff like that. Well, long story short, not a, somebody else liked it too. And so they stole it. Took chemo's thing. And they couldn't find it, praise God. And so, you know, just wrote it off like I guess it, that's it, you know. I remember it was tw- close to 20 years later. 20 years later, he got a call from the police department. 
And they said, is this Joseph Richardson? He said, yes, it is. He said, we've located that Corvette. And said, you can come down and pick it up. He thinking like it's got to be towed up. He came back. It was in mint condition. Absolutely mint condition. He bought it for one amount. By the time he got it back, the price had quadrupled in how much that was, it was worth at that point. And he started up. And we looked at him and said, boy, don't turn that thing over. Praise God. Do what you normally do. You know, he just, no way. And he just drove it off slowly. That was the one thing he would drive slow. Everything else, he was like, mm. that was the one thing he drives slow. Why? Because it, my point is, is that even though it was stolen from him, it was always his. And once they found that thief, it was returned to him. The police couldn't find it for years. God know exactly where the thief is. And he's going to make sure you get back what's yours. Turn to Ezekiel and make it Exodus chapter 22. <laughs> Glory to the living God. You might find out some of this stuff that's on his way back is going to be worth more than it was when it was first taken from you. At least that's what the Bible teaches. I'll teach you. Exodus chapter 22. God established that the thief, when found, would restore what they stole and more than what they stole. What they stole and more than what they stole. Exodus chapter 22 verse 1 says, if a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. Look at that. Five oxen for an ox, four sheep for a sheep. Which means if he had it, killed it, or had it and sold it to somebody else and don't have it no more, he said, well, he's going to have to give up four for the one that he took or five for the one that he took. Drop down to verse four. He said, if the thief be certainly, certainly found in his hand alive, which means if he get caught red-handed, he still got it. Whether it be an ox or an ass or a sheep, he shall restore double. It's almost like you hope he sell it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's better math. Praise God. Hallelujah. He shall get double. Which means that the person whose substance was stolen was to recover five oxen for every one ox that was stolen. And four sheep for every one sheep that was stolen. And if they were caught red-handed... They, they, then they double, double would be recovered and restored from whatever it is that was taken from, from, from us or stolen from us. Now, I, I don't know about you. Now, this is just me. I don't know about you. See, I'm a practical person. All kinds of stuff was taken from me. All kinds of stuff was stolen from me. And I don't know about you, but for me, that's way too much figuring to be trying to figure out. Let me see. Which one this one worth? Four or five? And which one this worth? One or double? Which one this one worth? You know, I, I don't know about you. I ain't going to be trying to figure out all that. That's why I'm going to let God determine what I'm supposed to get. He knows all that was stolen from me. And he knows what's rightfully coming to me. I'm going to let him figure it out. I suggest you do the same thing too. Don't be sitting there with your little abacus trying to figure out what it is you're supposed to get. Sliding your stuff trying to figure out, like, was this a two, was this a fourzer or a fiveser? Or was this a onezer or a twozer? But 
Just let God be God. Praise God. I trust him. Y'all trust him. Praise God. He'll make sure that we get what we're supposed to get. Hallelujah. Turn to Proverbs chapter six. But know this, you're going to get more back than what was taken. You're going to get more back than what was stolen. In fact, way more than what was stolen. Because that get to piling up. Hallelujah. We in Proverbs chapter 6. We see here whether a thief will restore the substance of the people from whom he's stolen. Even if it's restored from the stuff that was in his own house. He going to give it up. Proverbs chapter 6. Verse 30. It reads. Men, do not despise a thief if he's if he still to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. So if he like snatched the, you know, um, chicken off your plate and take off running and start eating it while he's running. Don't despise him. Don't despise him. Don't, don't despise him. I mean, <laughs> homie got problems. Praise God. I mean, he ain't supposed to be still snatching your chicken, though, praise God. But at the same time. Like, don't despise him. Don't be like going off on him. Say, you low down chicken leg thief, you. No, don't, don't go all off on him like that. You know, it's, it's different. But, verse 31, but if he be found, even with chicken leg in his teeth, he shall restore sevenfold. He going to give you back a whole chicken. Praise God. <laughs> you, he took one piece of your KFC. He going to have to give you back a bucket. Praise God. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. I like this. He shall give all the substance of his house. Which means that even if he had to go in his house and start pawning stuff in order to come up with enough to get you that bucket, then he just going to have to lose it because that was the price he paid by taking your stuff. Because a thief is going to restore the substance of the people for whom he's stolen, even if he's restored the stuff from his own house. But as quiet as it's kept, since we're dealing with a thief in the first place, as quiet as it's kept, the stuff that's from his house is probably the stuff that was supposed to be in our house in the first place. The stuff that was in his house is probably supposed to be the stuff that was in our house in the first place. Like when they found uh, Joseph's vet, he said it was in this guy's garage. Covered over, you know, with you know those one of those covers to protect it. He said it was covered over and protected. Praise God. Found out, homie, been driving it to all kind of um, uh, car shows and stuff like that. That's what. That's why he would keep it up and keep it nice. <laughs> and so, if you went in his house, you would think, man, you got a sweet car. That wasn't his car. That was somebody else's car. Just like think about all these rich folk all over the world. All these rich heathens that you you be looking in magazines and looking at what they drive and be all excited about what they drive. That's not they talking about. Man, they got a sweet car. That ain't they. That ain't they car. That's yours. And God's gonna restore it to you. That's not they sweet house that you be saying like, dang, look at that house. That's your house. In fact, lift up one hand. Say, Lord, send an angel. To protect my car and protect my house until I get there. Amen. Praise God. So that they don't mess it up and vandalize it before you get there. That stuff in there is your stuff. 
God know it. They might not know it, but God know it. Because remember the children of Israel? When he had told them, we're going to talk about that next time, when he had told them before they got up out of uh, Egypt and getting ready to go on about it, he said, oh yeah, by the way, before you leave, stop by their house. Knock on their door. Tell them, give me that stuff. They spoiled the Egyptians. But when you, when, you, when you really study it out, you find out that was their stuff from not being paid them 430 years. All the 430 years of accumulated stuff that they never got because it was being taken by the slave owners was actually they stuff. They produced it. They the one produced it and made it happen. Well, the devil been working on your back for a long time. He been producing off of you for a while, moving his kingdom forward while he just give you a little bit of something. But God said, I'm about to get, tell him to give your stuff back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Think about it. Think, I love the Lord. The Lord, Lord I, I love the Lord. The Lord is like, he is like the epitome of irony, the kind of stuff he do. Like, for instance, he, he, Satan had him, had Adam put something in his mouth that caused him to be able to die, become, become, become spiritually dead at that time. But God came back and had something come out of his mouth that caused him to be able to live. He did like a homely go, Holy Ghost Heimlich on him, you know, sat behind him, wrapped his arms around him and said, say this. You know, say that Jesus is your Lord. <laughs> and then he popped him and he, something came up out of his mouth. Jesus is my Lord. And as a result of that, he got saved. And he turned around, look at the devil, say it was his mouth that got him in trouble. And it was his mouth that saved him. Nah. I like that. You don't have to like that. Praise God. Because God has this interesting ability to be able to cause the same thing that the devil causes for good, for evil to turn out to be good. He sent one man to a cross thinking that I can get rid of him once and for all. But now he got all these little bitty Jesuses running around. Praise God. Christians they're called. <laughs> I like that. Praise God. Because he even, he even had the devil be the one that put him up on the cross so that the same devil that caused man to fall in the first place is the same devil that made man be able to be saved because he's the one put Jesus on the cross in the first place because the Bible said if he'd have known what would have happened he'd have never put him up there Jesus would have been the most protected man on the face of the earth <laughs> he'd have sent all the demons on assignment and say you don't let nothing touch him <laughs> but he didn't know because the devil God used the devil to get him what he wanted to do well how about this Satan tried to cause us to be able to have and to live less of a life than we should ever live. That's why he stole from me and you. But his stealing from us is going to ultimately help us to be able to have more and live more abundant than we were supposed to. Because for every one thing that he stole, it's either going to be double, it's going to be four times, it's going to be five times, and then I can show you in another place where it's seven times what it is that is going to happen. So everything he took is going to cause us to be even more richer, more abundant than we was before. Everybody turn around and say, thank, look down, look down, say, thank you, devil. Amen. Amen. For being so stupid. Amen. <laughs> because his stealing is going to cause you to get even more than it is that you had before. In that shouting ground. Now, pause button. Don't leave your door unlocked tonight or leave your keys in your hoopty tonight. Think like, well, take that too. Praise God. No. Oh, don't try to work it like that. It don't work. This, this don't work like that now. Praise God. Joel chapter 2, and then we're through for the day. Joel chapter 2. 
I love the Lord. Everybody here love the Lord? God had it all figured out. He made the same thing that the devil tried to cause for evil turn around and be good for us. Ask Joseph, he'll tell you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He had him thrown in a pit, sold into slavery, lied on by this, by this, by this, oh, this, this chick, hot mama. Hallelujah. Lied on by Mrs. Robinson. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. Y'all don't want to work with me up here. Just Google it. Just Google it. Amen. They ain't lied on by the chick and stuff like that. All kind of problems start happening. And he, brothers seem like they turned on him. He like, man, I messed up. No, he ain't. You're in the position that God got you in. Because God's going to turn around and take that and be able to cause a multiplication to occur. Now you're going to be second in charge of a nation that's going to turn around and be able to save your family, save everybody else's family, save you, live large, and everything else is good for you too. And all your people are going to be in prosperity. 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 Prosperity for prosperity. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're in Joel chapter 2. Now think about all this coming back. Double. Four times. Five times. Seven times. Uh, on each and every one of the things that was stolen from you over the years. Now let's read that again and let's see if we can put that in there too. Verse 22. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the trees bear her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion. Now he's talking about you, you the children of Zion. And, re- and rejoice, at least spiritually, and then rejoice in the Lord your God. For we have given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. Of course, the wine represents, thank you, Lord Jesus, the wine represents the joy that we're going to have. Because you're going to have joy. The oil represents the anointment to be able to go do what God called you to do. That's why you don't just stop with standing there grinning. You're supposed to get up and start causing somebody else to be winning. That's why the oil follows the joy, the wine. He says, and I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. The canker worm and the, car, and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. You shall restore the years. Now stop and think about that. The years, which means all that was stolen for all of those years is going to be restored. All that was stolen for all those years. All that was stolen. Double. Four times, five times, seven times. You talking about your stuff being full? Your stuff being on overflow? Just like if the rain and the latter rain and the former rain all fell at the same time, you'd have an overflow of rain, which would cause an overflow of abundance that would occur after that. Then when God said, when I get to moving and do what I do, it's going to cause an overflow to be able to manifest for you too. Well, you're going to have too much stuff. That's why you're going to be able to eat, as he said, in plenty. Eat in plenty. That means you got so much, it's ridiculous. So much, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, you'll th- end up, you know, unless you learn how to do it right, praise God. You'll end up throwing more out of your refrigerator than you used to have in your refrigerator. 
because so much is there. That's good to me. He said, let's read it again, verse. He said, verse 24, and the floor shall be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrous with you and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people should never be ashamed. What that speaks about right there is the three different ways or the three different planes on which he's going to bless you as a result of this right. What he's going to do. Because you're going to be blessed in three different planes, three different ways. You are a three-part being, and he's going to bless you in all three parts. When it says your floors are full of wheat and your fats are overflowing with wine and oil, this is talking about the initial natural results of the recovery and restoration that God's going to cause to come into your life. This is talking about the initial natural result of the recovery and restoration operating in your life. Initial. Because the first thing that's going to come is stuff coming back at you. Praise God. And natural, because it's going to be the natural things that are tangible, the substance, the things that you can put your hands on. They're going to be coming at you. That's one. Next one is going to be, uh, is being satisfied and not being ashamed. Well, we'll be emotion. This, this will be the emotional and the mental result of the recovery and restoration that God has coming our way. Still being satisfied, everybody say, ah, and not being ashamed. Those are the two that are composed of the emotional and the mental results of the recovery and restoration that God has in store for you. And the third one is to know God in the midst, to know that God is in the midst of us. To know that God is in the midst of us. This is going to be the ultimate spiritual result of the recovery and restoration happening to me and you. The ultimate spiritual result of it. Now notice, floors full of wheat and fats overflowing will be the, uh, with wine and oil, is going to be the initial natural result. That's representing the natural level that we are. Being satisfied and not being ashamed will be the emotional and mental part. That's going to deal with us soulishly on on the mental level, whereas we can be at peace mentally. And then to know God is in the midst of us is the ultimate spiritual part. So once again, God is going to bless you in your spirit, in your soul, and physically in your body. To be able to make sure that everything is working on you on all three levels. Why would he come from that angle? Because the original man was blessed spiritually, mentally, and physically. Was spiritually because he was connected with God and knew God was always with him. Emotionally. Because he was always at peace. He never had to worry about anything because he knew the Lord was his shepherd and he shall not want. He had to worry about nothing. He had to concern himself about nothing. Didn't have a care in the world about nothing. And then physically, in such a way where he had abundance that he lived in the middle of. Because he lived over in the east side of Eden. You know, east side. He lived over in the east side of Eden. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the west didn't come until the fall. Praise God. I ain't going to get with that. I'm going to leave that alone right now. But Amen. But the east side, he lived over in the east side. He lived the east side of Eden, praise God. East side. He lived over on the east side of Eden. 
But he had all the trees in the garden that he could be able to eat from, all the vines and the stuff that he could be able to eat from. That was the abundance, whereas he ate in plenty. That's what you're going to do, because God's going to send you back to Eden, living on top of the world, whereas you're living spiritually, mentally, and physically in abundance in every area and every facet of your life. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're coming to know and believe that God can be a God of recovering restoration in your life. Knowing God will recover and restore all the things that will afford us the opportunity to live the good life God wants us to have and to live is good. But believing it is even better. God wants to do it. All we have to do is believe it's true, cooperate with him and let him bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. Our God loves us and wants the best for us. That's why he'll be even more glad than us when we let him bring recovery and restoration to us. Let's let God be glad by letting him do what he wants to do. That is bring recovery and restoration to me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238 or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do, and we will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.